0: You don't sound autistic. Well, uh, what does an autistic person Wait. sound like? You're autistic? Yeah, I'm telling you that. You don't even look autistic. What? But, but we're talking about... Yeah, but I don't buy it. But I, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD and anxiety and depression. You don't sound autistic. Welcome back to another episode of You Don't Sound Autistic. I'm Blake.
1: And I'm Michelle.
0: And I'm autistic. And I'm not. And what are we talking about this week? Oh wait, first we got to get into the nitty-gritty, the good stuff. <laughs> the the business of every episode. First, we like to welcome everyone back. We just did that. Also like to remind everyone to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform so you can be notified of the newest episodes when they're released. Also, be sure to join the Facebook group. Join the group, join the conversation. The Facebook group is You Don't Sound Autistic, YDSA. We also like to welcome our listeners from all the different countries and all over the United States and the new people that join the Facebook group every week. We appreciate you and thank you for joining. And don't forget to Dad. and remember. Dad remember damn it <laughs> <laughs> i forget every time it's okay remember uh, to wrap your tool don't be a fool <laughs> what <clears throat> sorry I was, I was watching deadpool and oh. <laughs> for some reason it made me think of van wilder and that's i funny. was in a van wilder brain brain fart there for a second um and rochelle has her spiel
1: This is for our new listeners that might be finding us for the first time. Um, You Don't Sound Autistic is a mental and emotional health awareness podcast. Each week we do our best to represent both neuro perspectives and talk about the continual discovery process of life on the spectrum. Our goal is to illuminate, uncover, and transparently discuss life with multi-diagnosis through a multi-generational neurodivergent lens. We follow an open, unscripted, conversational format that represents the real-life back-and-forth of communication and collaboration. Even if you aren't raising the next generation, you'll find the comparison of our age groups helpful in seeing the more hidden patterns in the DNA of your lifestyle and lineage.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself.
1: Why, thank you. You might have been able to read it better, though.
0: It's probably true. Yeah. I'm quite the reader. You can be, yeah. Yes. So, what are we talking about this week? I do. No, I do not know. You don't. Oh no. Well, as we just said, we're uh, we're talking about things in an organic fashion.
1: I did read two very interesting articles um, that are starting to shake up some conversations. There's research coming out that is calling into question the real brain chemistry source of depression. Okay. So for decades, we have uh, we have thought that depression is a chemical imbalance of serotonin. And so many, many people are on serotonin medications, whether it's like an uptake inhibitor or um, something that boosts your serotonin. Like serotonin has been the word for depression. And there are research studies coming out who have now have decades of data to go back and they are saying yep um i call bullshit because in their review of studies upon studies they're proving so far that the serotonin levels actually don't change between those that have depression and those that don't Wait, what? So... <laughs> I was
0: paying attention. I just wasn't listening.
1: Okay, fair enough. For a long time, we have understood that depression is a, is a chemical imbalance of serotonin. Serotonin is that opposite of melatonin. So melatonin is the hormone that helps you go to sleep. Serotonin is the hormone that helps you wake up. So when you can't go to sleep at night, everyone's like, take melatonin. When you can't wake up in the morning, they say, take serotonin serotonin is that like it's not quite the dopamine hit you know the reward centers of the happy but serotonin helps you wake up and feel energized and feel ready to go for the day so it's been a long-standing understanding that depression is an irregularity or a chemical imbalance of the serotonin meaning your brain isn't waking you up and getting ready for the day And the research that's coming out now has decades of case studies to review is saying the data doesn't support that depression is a serotonin issue and that when compared to people with, um, placebo or with just regular reporting symptoms that aren't depression, that the, the brain chemistry isn't proving the serotonin to be the factor. It's, Really interesting because I have a family member who was just diagnosed with depression um, and we've been researching generational depression in our family for uh, uh, in both sides of my family now for a while. And we were told years ago it was a serotonin issue also. So it's going to be like, I'm, I'm waiting. I've got my eye on this because if, if this continues in this trend, I mean, that means that there are many, many, many people who have been taking serotonin related, potentially, this potentially means many, many people have been taking serotonin related medications and not seeing the results and thinking that it's maybe their fault or there's something else going on wrong. And it may just be that depression, while depression has several sources, it may not be a brain chemical balance of serotonin. In balance,
0: okay i don't have anything positive to contribute to that
1: well what are they doing for your depression
0: um i'm depressed that's that's what they're doing they're <laughs> letting me be depressed it's working <laughs> they're doing a great job that's not good um no they they increased my abilify which um i posted a question on the facebook group and i also posted Posted it in another group that I'm in asking people like, what are your thoughts? I should, maybe I should read that.
1: Yeah, maybe you should. In fact, Abilify, I've been researching because it came up in a couple of other things I was looking at, um, in my family members journey and Abilify, I'm, I'm seeing more and more children, um, with autism getting prescriptions of Abilify and that it's starting, like it's helping there. There's a, diagnostic thing that's not the right word I can't remember but um, prescription guidelines are including Abilify for autism now which I didn't think there was a medication for autism
0: there isn't it's it treats some of the other things that we autistic folks deal with right it's not for autism itself it's just to help support it can help autistic individuals because Many uh, autistic individuals have co-occurring diagnoses at the same time. And so the Abilify just... It's supposed to help with depression. And and mood altering. That and the gabapentin. Oh, and
1: gabapentin. Not my friend.
0: Okay. That's right. Rochelle's been taking my pills. Yeah.
1: I'm glad I don't take your pills. Your, yours are stronger than mine. Yeah. But Go ahead. But mine's mine's for a different reason because gabapentin is prescribed for multiple reasons. And for me, my doctor finally just went, oh shit, you actually do have some, you know, spinal issues, which I've been complaining about for a year. It's an
0: ass shrinking drug and no one knows this.
1: (laughs) Well, then I definitely should. No, no, I have some, I have some spinal uh, injuries, some some trauma and um, some vertebral disc challenges. And so, she's like, oh, you do have nerve pain. I'm like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> like, this one I have not been silent about. I've been pretty vocal.
0: You're you're not silent about much.
1: <clears throat> right. And, well, right. So, after a year of, like, PT and all this other crap, finally she MRIs me. And she's like, oh, shit, you have a real, a real problem. Here's the gabapentin. She offered it to me a year ago. And I said no. And I'm glad I said no then. But then I said yes this time. And th- I'm to. Uh, I can't take it like I've been on it for 72 hours and every single day my headache got worse and today I've been in a full-blown migraine and my nerves feel all kinds of not right my my stomach has hurt and I haven't been able to sleep well and I felt a little dizzy and a little numb and I had a hard time thinking it was like thinking was like trying to walk up a mountain in the mud with no shoes like it was just it was hard it was hard (laughs)
0: That must be a southern phrase. Walking up the mountain in the mud with no shoes. <laughs> um, can I read this thing? Please. All right. So I posted this question. Does anyone else who takes meds for ADHD, anxiety, depression, or other mood disorders feel like the medication has altered your personality, i.e. you feel more flat, not as funny or creative, cetera? So 39 comments.
1: Oh, wow. Is this in our
0: group? No. Oh. No. We don't have enough people in our group yet. We have people. Not this. This group that I'm on has like thousands of people. Oh,
1: okay. Well, we're growing.
0: Our group has like a hundred.
1: We're growing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're grateful for each and every one of we you. We are
0: grateful for each and every one of you, but say something, damn it. <laughs> um, Let me see. Top comments. Let's see. Um. Well, I mean, I guess I don't really necessarily need to read the comments, but I kind of pose that question to everyone listening.
1: Well, what co- what comments struck? Well, out to
0: the, you? Uh, I mean, I don't even know. I would just be reading them, and I don't want to read them necessarily if they suck. Oh, you know, what if I read it and then I'm just like, "Whoops." Barrr. Um, but I pose that question to everyone listening. If you have, because that's something that I've been really struggling with uh, recently. Is the medication side of things. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there isn't really a medication for uh, autism. But I take medication for ADHD and I take medication for anxiety and I take medication for depression. Um, Take four different pills for those different quote unquote ailments, if you will. Uh, And it's, I don't know. It's it's gotten to that point where I've been t- taking the medication now for so long, and I, I just feel f- I feel flat. I feel like my personality isn't what it used to be. I don't feel as funny. I don't feel as clever or creative. Yeah, I um, mean,
1: you, you definitely have a very witty personality by nature. I had to go back into our text to figure out, because I can't remember what I told you the other night when I was like, I don't feel good on this stuff, but I can't remember what I said. So I said... Uh, I felt just after, f- after three days that it was seriously showing English, it's seriously slowing down my memory and my memory recall. Um, my nerves feel edgy and my brain feels numb. Um, I actually felt much better when I just took straight GABA and the precursors to metabolize it.
0: Can you explain what that means? Cause not everyone's going to know what just GABA is
1: gab so gabapentin is a pharmaceutical derivative of an act of the neurotransmitters and it's some long i can't say the whole word but short word it's gaba and you can get it um over the counter like you can get it through supplement companies i don't recommend just buying it at sprouts or whatever but there are better companies that you can get um gaba from but in but like neurotransmitters and hormones like melatonin and serotonin you need the building blocks or the precursors they call it in order to use the GABA that you're ingesting for you know for your brain to actually get the benefit of it and so um I'm still coming off of this so my brain's fuzzy but you know things like wait you stopped taking it oh yeah it's the only reason I could function Are
0: are you allowed to
1: I can't take it any longer. I mean, okay. I, I, my nerve pain... You're not supposed to just stop that stuff. I know. I was only on it for three days. Okay. My nerve pain was worse on it than it was without it. And I have a nearly pinched nerve. <laughs> so... I can't function. Like I can't do my job. I can't. I was having trouble driving. Like, I couldn't. It was bad. I have a low-grade headache. It's now a migraine.
0: <laughs> Don't mention driving. You know I make fun of you driving. <laughs> you have a I, hard time driving. doesn't matter if you have medication <laughs> or not.
1: Okay. Well, it was worse. Okay. All right.
2: Um,
1: but some of the precursors are like L-theanine and 5-HTP and um, <laughs> the other one. So, it's easy to look up. Um, but you're, you can't just take... You can just take straight GABA, but it doesn't always do anything. So, so
0: you're uh, telling me I'm supposed to be taking something else?
1: I don't know. I'm just wondering because when I f- noticed how I was feeling on these things, this learning seemed hard, thinking seemed hard, remembering seemed hard. I just did. It's I like felt, you have
0: baby brain again.
1: That doesn't make me feel good. I've worked really hard to get my brain back. I mean, my stomach hurt a lot. I know your stomach doesn't feel good often.
0: Yeah, but that's been my entire life.
1: Right. Well, this didn't help. I mean, all these little things, I just, it didn't, so I, I just makes me wonder, like, I know, have you heard of nutritional psychiatry?
0: Nope, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let her rip.
1: Nutritional psychiatry, actually. Um, there's a, an MD. A Sounds psychi- fascinating. A, Keep going. Thank you. A psychiatrist um, named Drew Ramsey. And he makes a really interesting point. He says, you know, I learned to be a psychiatrist and they teach me how to ask all these questions so I can help to distinguish between a medical and a mental health issue. But no one ever taught me how to ask what you're eating. And it's one of the most effective ways to help balance your body and your brain. And yet it's also the most, one of the easiest ways to destroy your body and your brain because you're feeding all these things that aren't food and that, you know, are
0: processed foods and stuff.
1: Exactly. And the sugars and the alcohols and all the different things. And, and so even gluten and dairy and, And he goes no one ever taught me about asking my patients about food and the one thing is i could prescribe all the medication they need but they're going to eat every day so why aren't we teaching like healthy brain eating and helping to support brain function through some natural resources and and um, because he was raised on a farm in indiana uh, he has this kind of background of food and whatnot and he um, runs a practice in new york and then lives on that same farm in indiana and I was listening to a podcast he did on broken brain and it was just really interesting to hear. And he makes this point that general practitioners, oncologists and cardiologists have all learned to ask, what are you eating? Because the food that you eat, the diet creates the, you know, the whole basis of health in your body. But he says, psychiatrists at the moment are still one of the slower um, specialties to understand to adopt
0: that practice.
1: At, yeah, absolutely. And, and I do a lot of research. I mean, obviously Declan's so young that the only thing I have available to help him is food or nutrients or supplementation or, um, you know, activation depending on how you look at different pathways in the body. I, I do a lot of studying with nerf two pathways and anti-inflammatory responses and how to boost what your body's doing already. And so, there's a lot of options out there that we don't always know about because psychiatry is not necessarily quick to bring that up.
0: That is very unfortunate. Yeah, I don't remember any of my doctors asking me what I was eating. Well. I think more than any. Plus, eating right isn't fun and it's not easy. Taking a pill is like super easy.
1: Right, but what if that? Well,
0: it's not, not that's not always true. Sometimes it is kind of a challenge because you have to, like, fight whatever you're like. Um, some people have mentioned that they have uh, taken certain medications and that it gives them, you know, dry mouth or.
1: Right, there's a lot of side effects.
0: All the side effects that. Yeah. I I haven't really noticed any side effects like, like that where I, you know there's no no dry mouth no anal leakage. Oh gosh! So far, well, and that part, on that
1: part, you know, most there's a lot of pharmaceutical medication, and I believe in pharmaceutical. I think you, when you need that, you need that. You know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting just go ditch it all because I definitely believe there's a balance of all these things. But the difficulty is knowing what that balance is. I mean, I, I'm super sensitive to a lot of medications, um and and just like this one now, like I just can't, I can't take it. So I have to go more natural, but. I had a client on my table a couple months ago, and she's working on seizure medication for an international pharmaceutical company, and they're using the natural forms of GABA
0: to create these anti-seizure drugs. Is there a fruit? Is there a GABA fruit or something? The way you talk about GABA, sounds like, I'm like, oh, do you want an orange, an apple, or some GABA? (laughs)
1: Let me see. Um, By the way,
0: when you tell me that you have someone on your table, you sound like Dexter
1: oh my gosh do i need to preface do i need
0: to get you on my table do i see plastic wrap in your future
1: (laughs) no i don't watch that stuff i am okay i'm a body worker like you know i i'm i'm working in the healing arts
0: okay fine you're not like dexter
1: no i'm the opposite of dexter
0: what is the opposite of Dexter?
1: I heal people for a living. I help heal. Pe- I facilitate the healing of others.
0: So you're a serial killer that heals people.
1: I heal. Gabba foods include soy proteins, fermented yogurt, and kefir, oranges. What is citrus. kefir?
0: Like Sutherland?
1: No. K-E-F-I-R. It's that like probiotic yogurt drink.
0: Yeah. That, that sounds healthy.
1: Okay, well, oranges and citrus fruits, walnuts and almonds, spinach and broccoli, sweet potatoes, lentil beans, brown rice, and apparently there's more.
0: What other kind of citrus would you bite into other than an orange?
1: I know some people that eat lemons.
0: Oh, I like lemons with salt. It's delicious.
1: gamma amino butric acid, or more commonly known as GABA, (laughs) GABA. I got it. It's a neurotransmitter in the brain associated with positive mood, restful sleep, and decreased muscle tension, stress, and anxiety.
0: Must be why I'm taking it.
1: Proper levels of GABA in the brain can also be beneficial for breaking the cycle of an overtaxed and overactive mind due to the fact that it is an inhibitory neurotransmitter.
0: Well, maybe that's why it's slowing down my memory. It's,
1: yeah, I mean, but I, it's... Yeah.
0: My recall has gotten worse since I started taking these medications and I can't figure out which one it is.
1: Well, so that's the thing. And I know that it is, um, it says benzodiazepines. Oh, I know that word. Benzodiazepines and GABA for anxiety. So benzodiazepines are like Xanax, clonopin, Valium, and Ativan are commonly medications for anxiety um
0: huh
1: do, 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 do. but that's the thing like um my family member psychiatrist took a look at all of her tests and screenings and said you absolutely have depression and anxiety and yes we can go straight to the pharmaceuticals but let's try the natural forms and see if we can get you on a high enough dose because uh, to start feeling better, because uh, one of the things that is true for most pharmaceuticals, as I understand it, so I could be wrong, but I understand that most pharmaceuticals, the reason why they come with all those side effects is because they're trying to reproduce some healing property that nature has already, and they take these elements out of the whole, like they take the parts out of the hole, and then try and replicate it, and and then, you know, make it do certain things. And by extrapolating those parts and pieces, sometimes it can create those breaks in how your body assimilates it, creating some of those side effects, where if you're taking some of the more natural forms of things, you know, your body, it's just a natural reaction. So some, or that's not the right word. It's a, it's a natural product. And so then your body doesn't have to deal with all the broken parts of it and it either assimilates it or it just flushes it out.
0: So we pee out the bad stuff.
1: Right, like B vitamins.
0: P vitamins, if you will. Uh-oh, Rochelle's leaving. I have nothing to say. Oh Help. To me? Help. Cover for me. Okay, Rochelle's in the bathroom. I'm not. She is taking a big... Bump. I
2: am
1: not. You.
0: He doesn't give me a breath,
1: guys. Oh my goodness. So I went to go grab...
0: She's back from the bathroom.
1: Uh, I just can't read.
0: Um, Want me to read it? I'm a great reader.
1: I'm pretty sure. So I was just grabbing this one. I have this one um, supplement that I use from Neuroscience Inc. called Alpha GABA PM, and I take this with actual GABA. And I sleep. I, I did. I had three nights of this. I actually craved sleep. I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning and I felt like time was standing still. I woke up by 630, totally refreshed, ready to jump out of bed. This is not how I wake up. I am one of those people that can sleep for 10 hours and still be tired when I wake up. Like, I, That was
0: my day today.
1: Yeah, I have big issues with that. But, but on this, because it's more natural, it's L-theanine. Um, why
0: yeah, why don't you read some of those natural ingredients that you can't pronounce? It
1: is those ones. That, and then the 5-HTP, five, the five HTP, the 5-hydro... What is 5-HTP? Five 5-hydro-tryptophan.
0: Five oh.
1: Those are parts of the...
0: So there's turkey in there.
1: Tryptophan is a big part of... I can't remember if it's melatonin or serotonin.
0: Well, if it's to sleep, then it'd be melatonin, yeah?
1: I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, three days on this stuff and my, what what? I feel like someone, I feel like this gabapentin went in and disconnected my brain from the servers. So any memory recall I've been trying to do has been nothing. Like Declan's had better word recall this week than I have.
0: Don't insult our child. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm complimenting him. I'm insulting myself.
0: He's, he's only three and a half.
1: I know. He's doing really well. He did much better than I did. All right. I, I'm just bringing it up. It's just, I mean, this is my experience. These are some of the things I work on because medication. I, this, we had a different conversation in the group about um, another one of our listeners that was really struggling with, with medications and finding anything that works for her. And um, sometimes, you know, we, I just have found that giving the body the nutrients that it needs can help. The question always is, where do you start?
0: With with what your doctor recommends. Let's start there.
1: I totally agree, but what if that doesn't work?
0: No, I know. Then listen to Dr. Rochelle.
1: Oh, my God. I'm not Dr. Rochelle. I'm kidding. I'm Dr. Mom. No, I'm not. I'm just... (laughs) I have a a three-and-a-half-year... We have a a three-and-a-half-year-old, so I can't just hand him some things, you know? I have to try and figure out this.
0: This from the lady that gets him cookies and cupcakes.
1: You know what? That was Easter.
0: No, that was... We were at the grocery store, and he was like, I want cookies, I want cupcakes, and you're like, just get them both.
1: Oh, well, he Okay, that was 4th of July, and honestly, he doesn't even remember about the cupcakes. They've been hidden in the refrigerator the whole time.
0: They're probably not very good anymore if it's They're from in the, the 4th of July. They're totally it, The fridge is not magic. <laughs> it is when it works. <laughs> All right. Man, I am so sweaty. I hate living in Georgia. <laughs> sorry. Uh we're inside and it's air conditioning and my body is still just like, we should be sweating really. We should be sweating.
1: I had temperature regulation issues for those three days also. Like I normally like my water really cold. You know, my water's in my refrigerator and I would drink my water like normal and the cold water was painful. It was painful in my mouth. It was painful in my throat. Like it was painful in my chest. I was like, what the hell? Okay. And normally i You I'm- want
0: something warm to drink? <laughs> I can make some arrangements.
1: (laughs) Okay. Normally, I don't like the... My apartment is not always as cold as yours. Like by four or five degrees, mine is warmer.
0: It's true. I like mine nice and cool.
1: Well, but on those three days, it was really backwards because I had to bump my my apartment down in temperature and pull my water out of the refrigerator. And you don't really love cold water
0: either. I mean, I don't... I, it just depends on my mood, but I mean, I mean, like I don't, I don't keep my water pitcher in the fridge, but that's more because I don't have room in the fridge.
1: Oh, well, when last time we lived together, you insisted the water being out on the counter.
0: Yeah, so. because I can always put ice in it if I want it cold.
1: Right. Well, I couldn't even tolerate cold. And they usually
0: say that it's better for you if you drink water that's room temperature.
1: Well, by the time I finish drinking it, it's warm temperature, but I like to start with cold water.
0: It's warm temperature?
1: Is that what I said? It is what you said. I meant room temperature.
0: It's warm temperature.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just saying, it just screwed with all my... I, mean, I, I was saying to my aunt this morning, I was like, I don't understand. Like, I understand that gabapentin is supposed to help me with my nerves. And I willingly took it because I want to feel better and my, you know, my my body hurts. But it actually changed my sensory nerves. Like, my sense of temperature and... Pain and palpation. There were multiple things that changed.
0: Okay. I, What's palpation? Your heart?
1: No, I mean that's that's palpitations. Palpation is my ability to use my hands and touch and feel. It's like okay, like when you palpate someone, you.
0: I've been palpated a few times. <laughs> I beg. It's you. nice. <laughs> Care to palpate me? Not right now. Right. Do you want to get on my table? That sounds like Dexter again.
1: <laughs> not Dexter. Anyway. More
0: like sexter.
1: <laughs> oh, I just, I was unprepared for this journey. I thought, yeah, okay. You know, this will help. I feel I have good, you know, people I know have good things to say.
0: All right, well. Hold on. Oh, shit. That is the wrong button. When did you get Photoshop on your computer?
1: Oh, um. A while ago. I don't know how to use it. Okay. So, um, one of the books that I found was called eat to beat depression and anxiety by drew Ramsey, who I mentioned earlier. So I am just, I got to stop you
0: real quick. We've been talking for like 20 minutes (laughs) and Rochelle was like, okay, she clicked the record button allegedly. And then we're sitting here talking and I look at the screen and it's not recording. So we're starting over again, damn it! <laughs> <Michelle's> <laughs> freaking episode is going to take forever. Okay, go ahead. And tell everyone about your book.
1: No, I'm done. I just it. I I did, and I'll put it in. What's the it sh- called again? Uh, Eat to beat depression and anxiety by Drew Ramsey, MD. He so she's
0: going to put it on the website, which is youdontsoundautistic.com. Yep, and you can uh, you can actually use. Uh, we have a. Uh, We'll have some other things on there as well, but um, it'll help us out. Go on there, buy the book, or buy something else. Um, It helps us out, and then we can use the uh, little smidgen of money that we get to help fund the podcast, keeping that moving forward, right?
1: Yeah, and any of the resources we talk about or the different books or the different um, things that we have access to that we can kind of centralize for you in one spot. Um, We're going to add that in our quote unquote shop. Um, But just to kind of make it easy for you. And then as I get the episodes built, I will go back and reference, you know, the product to the episodes so that um, it will eventually develop an entire database. So
0: I still can't believe that we talked that entire time and no one's going to get to hear all that. I'll tell you what, I was never funnier. (laughs) Than I just was in that 20-minute segment. <laughs> I was so funny and pithy, yep. and I did most of the talking, if you can believe that.
1: You did, actually.
0: I did. Mm-hmm. What the hell were we talking about, though? I don't even know. I
1: don't know, because... Um, I don't oh, know. Oh, I was
0: talking about the, uh, the job prospect that I have. Oh,
1: I asked, yeah, I asked how your week was.
0: Oh, you asked how my week was?
1: hmm
0: It was all right. Your turn. No, 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 no. I'm tired now. I don't <laughs> have the energy to repeat myself. Sorry. I don't know how people do that.
1: Well, and I know that repeating yourself is, or or hearing something repetitively is like
0: a huge pet peeve. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I'm just like, eh.
1: I know. I'm sorry. Um, I can sum it up for you.
0: What I said? Mm-hmm. Uh, please tell me what I said.
1: You said that after months of applying for new positions and going through the hard process of being continually rejected. You are finally, um, getting traction on a position that you're actually excited about, uh, and, uh, have done really well so far in the beginning processes and are moving on with it. So, you know, fingers crossed that, that good things happen. That's right. Look at that. I did it in three sentences.
0: You did it. Um, See, what else did I do this week? Uh, I had a date. You fixed your computer. I fixed my computer. That's huge. That is huge. Sorry, I should pull my pants back up. <laughs> but I also fixed my computer, which is also a big deal. <laughs> shit. Sorry.
2: No, um, you,
1: you did a good job. I mean, we didn't know what was going on. Well,
0: anyway. you didn't know shit you weren't you weren't helpful at all so don't I take dro- it, I drove no credit the, for you
1: no i drove you to the place to either fix it or replace it and well
0: then, it was they weren't going to fix it if i didn't have the computer with me at the time
1: right we didn't know that but i drove you there that's my contribution I know, I, and, and i appreciate I, it i nudged and i showed interest and i was positively encouraging you
0: but i got it fixed yes finally and if anyone asks me how, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> because I replaced the motherboard, I replaced the power supply, I put it into a brand new case, and somehow it's working.
1: Well, and uh, you know, you made a strong... We actually had a, a communication challenge over this computer because, you know, I was just like, well, just replace this part and that part. And the one thing you said to me, because every suggestion I made just seemed to piss you off. And finally, you said to me, I don't remember how I did it. Okay, it was 10 years ago. I don't remember what I did. I don't want to go through and rethink about it all because it's working. I just want to be able to fix one thing and and have it come back to life. And I thought, okay, well, um, that I can relate to because my memory issues have been increasing. And I understand when you go back into your brain and go, what did I do? And how did I do that? And your brain's just like, I don't know. That it's frustrating to have to, like, rely on that.
0: It is frustrating, but it's fixed, and you totally talked over my other exciting news.
1: How did I talk over it? You didn't start it yet.
0: I did. I was like, I went on a date, and you're like, and you fixed your computer, and now we're talking about computers.
1: Oh, sorry.
0: When we could be talking about uh, me not getting laid.
1: Oh. <laughs> gotcha.
0: How exciting is that?
1: I didn't mean to talk over you.
0: So, yeah, I went to Top Golf. Oh, that's cool. That was fun. And she beat me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, because it's not just about how hard you hit the ball. Okay. It's about getting points. Hmm. And you get points by hitting the ball into these big-ass targets. Okay. But I'm, like, just trying to hit it far so I can hit the further targets. Mm-hmm. And so I would hit it and she'd be like, wow, you didn't get any points again. And I'd be like, but it was funny is that I finally ended up hitting to the point where like she was getting like three or four points Mm -hmm. uh, per target and I was getting zero. Mm -hmm. But then I was like really hitting them pretty good. And so she was getting three or four and I was getting like 16 to 20 points.
2: Dang!
0: So I finally beat her. Good for you. And I was like, in your face. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if we're going out again, but still. (laughs) Oh, well. No, it was fun. It's just now, of course, with this job, because the job's far away, I don't know what that's going to mean. Well, one step at a time. I mean, I know what it's going to mean. Right. So would you say one step at a time? One step at a time. That's right. I can't completely shut my social life off.
1: No, I don't think you should either, because... You know, nothing happens till it happens, so... That's
0: right. Just keep going. But I got to keep my fingers crossed, like you said.
1: That's right, you do, because, you know, you've been asking for an improvement in your career for a while, and the hardest part of it is to ask for it. Well, actually, the easiest part of it is to ask for it. The hardest part is to get out of your own way and, you know, allow those things to come in, And, and sometimes that can be the harder of the two because... We don't know the things we do where we get in our way. And what I mean by get in our way, like, oh, it's never going to happen or I'm just getting so, you know, you just, you throw all that kind of negativity out there and then that makes the process feel harder and longer. Don't go
0: there. I I go where?
1: <laughs> I saw your face. I was like, "Oops, I didn't mean to say it that way."
0: Harder and longer.
1: Yeah, I just meant the by the made the pro. It can make the process more difficult. Look at oh, you man. stepping over your own words. Oh, gosh, I need my brain back.
0: Oh well. <clears throat> where did it go? Was it ever really there?
1: You know, I thought so at one point, but I don't know. Now I question everything.
0: All right. Um. Shit. You're yawning I'm oh, falling yeah. asleep
1: No I'm not I'm just um I've been I'm just trying to recover From a Three day migraine
0: Should we just keep this as A short episode this week Probably and, we, and then we'll do another one This weekend Mm-hmm Um what do we really talk about this episode?
1: Well, I, th- th- we're talking about what we eat, you know, um, nutritional aspects of mental health. And and I think that because the brain, I mean, there's so much research out there about how the gut is so connected to the brain that they actually call, like, there's a gut, they call it the gut brain. Um,
0: the gut brain? You
1: haven't heard of this?
0: I'm afraid that I'm going to.
1: As I understand it, there's, like, brain cells found in three different parts of the body. Obviously the brain, which is actually made up of 60% fat. Did you know that?
0: The brain is 60% fat.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's why the omegas are so powerful. Like the omega threes for brain health and, and that the, um, the nutritional psychiatrist I've talked to are like 2000 to 3000 milligrams a day for cognitive improvement, um, memory, even mood. Um sleep. Okay. And the high quality fish oil. So the
0: brain, the gut, and the penis?
1: And the heart. There's brain cells uh. in the heart. And did you know that your heart is actually built um built <laughs> look at me. Talking about computers. Um the the heart tissue forms before brain tissue during fetal development. So the what? Heart tissue forms before brain tissue in fetal d- development. Okay. So there's brain cells in the heart, the gut, and the brain. So all three of those organs are intrinsically linked. And so when we eat, we're eating, for you know, everyone's like, oh, heart healthy. Well, brain healthy and then gut healthy. So, you know, it, it, it does make you seem, it does make it seem like what we eat or don't eat has a far greater um, sense of importance than advertising would let you believe
0: okay i've been trying to get my gut health going by drinking my bubbly probiotic your kombucha kombuchas yeah yeah does, it,
1: does that work for you does it help kombucha yeah
0: i think it does i feel i feel like i feel better when i want to drink kombucha than when i don't
1: i feel like that's true i notice I, I just don't
0: drink them as much in, as I was because they're just too. Ex- it's it's an expensive uh, it habit. It is. It's like four bucks a a drink.
1: I well, we were making them at home for a long time, but they don't have the same like flavor profiles. When you make it at home, it's really just one flavor. Wait, when
0: were you making kombucha?
1: Well, I say we. I mean, my my mom was making it years ago at home, but it's a whole process and mm-hmm. it can take weeks and. Okay. But, yeah, we were we were doing it for a long time. But, like I said, I it's not, not with that. all the flavors. It's just
0: Yeah, the brand I like is, uh, it kind of sucks because they don't have the flavors that I like here in Georgia. But mm. they had them back in California. Interesting. Yeah, they had this weird, it was like jalapeno, kiwi, cucumber or something like that. Uh-huh. And, oh, my God, as far as kombucha goes, so good. It took Sounds a minute though to get used to it because remember the first time I tried kombucha was just like,
1: Ugh! oh yeah, you were not having it. And I was actually encouraged by another practitioner friend of mine to get you on the kombucha because um, they found that there are properties in the kombucha that, they, that can help heal your liver. And liver is one of those really, really important organs. It's one of our two primary filters and, um, it has to like anytime we drink alcohol, it has to stop processing you know the fats and everything else that it's working on and process that alcohol out first. so there's you know the recovery process from a night of drinking can be more intense um unless you back it up with like kombucha in the morning, it actually helps your liver through those processes. but there's a whole other side of um emotional work that connects the liver to anger so we talked last episode about how anger increases inflammation anger has a lot of impacts on the body but it um anger is one of those emotions that can potentially be linked to liver function i don't know how that works but you know they say people that are like chronically really angry um can struggle with liver are you saying
0: i'm chronically angry
1: i'm not saying you are no i'm just saying you had some, you had, you were healing your liver for multiple reasons when I first suggested the kombucha because, um, I, I knew that it had properties that would help or I was told. Okay. And so again, just using food, you know, just trying to be wise about, um, which foods cause inflammation, which foods don't. And it's different for every person. I think it was one of the bigger conversations to have with um, with his pediatrician about food. And did you know that nutrition directly impacts like how tall you are?
0: I did. Oh. That's why I stopped eating healthy when I hit 5'8". Because <laughs> I thought it was the perfect height. <laughs> I was like, this is tall enough.
1: Okay. Couldn't go for 5'9", so I could wear some heels. I'm taller than you. Barely.
0: Whatever. (laughs) News Minute. Okay. There's a bit of news I neglected to mention in the last episode. And that is that Ivana Trump died on July 14th.
1: I did hear about that.
0: Ivana was, of course, married to former U.S. President Donald Trump and mother to his first three children. She died at the age of 73... Due to blunt force injuries to her torso, which appeared to be unintentional according to the medical examiner, she apparently fell down some stairs in her home. I, for one, found it to be hilarious. I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, she apparently fell down some stairs.
1: I hadn't heard that part. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, she seemed like a piece of work to me.
1: I don't know much about her, yeah.
0: I just know that she was, I mean, she married Donald Trump, so she,
1: you know. Well,
0: everyone has Nobody's perfect. Right. Pop minute. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm down with the uh, transitions. Wait for it, Rochelle.
1: Grey's is coming back?
0: July 28th. New episodes. okay. Of Beavis and Butthead. Oh
1: man, no. <laughs>
0: Are coming to Paramount Plus. Yes, that's right. The dumbest dynamic duo ever is coming back for a brand new se- season of idiocracy. I, for one, am super stoked. And as the great Cornholio would say, I do believe I need some TP for my bunghole. Okay. Dave Chappelle was in the news this week. His sold-out show at First Avenue in Minneapolis was canceled hours before the show was to take place due to backlash over Chappelle's previous Netflix specials, most notably The Closer, which has been accused of being transphobic. The Emmy-nominated special is probably Chappelle's most divisive, as he does spend a significant amount of time speaking about the trans community. In the special, Chappelle states, and I quote, Gender is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on Earth, had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on Earth. That is a fact, end quote. My first thought is, no, they didn't. Right. I was a C-section baby. That's right. So I didn't pass through a woman's legs.
1: No, you didn't.
0: Uh, but my dad had to, did have to bang my mom. Right. Um, now, if he had said all people on earth were birthed by a woman, then I have to agree with. However, who cares? Right. If you feel like a man trapped in a woman's body or vice versa, how does, it, how does that affect me? It only affects you, and you shouldn't have to abide by some gender standards from a bygone era in order to appease anyone but yourself. Live your truth, I say. On the other hand, I don't think they should have canceled his show. I believe in freedom of speech and the right to free expression, and Dave Chappelle has just as much right to state his opinions as much as his fans should have to hear those opinions. Besides, it's a comedy show. It's art, and you shouldn't censor art. I don't think you should ban books. You shouldn't limit someone's ability to make themselves heard. Now, the argument could be that people are saying things you don't agree with, but it's a free market. No one is forcing you to listen. If anything, we need more voices to compete with Chappelle's. Give the people more information, more input. There's so much information out there these days with the internet, so you have to use your best judgment. That's my two cents on the matter. Rochelle, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: What? With part? Which part?
1: (laughs) No, I, I agree there need to be... I don't agree that they canceled his show. I think that um, you know he is he is a comedian he's not necessarily coming out and saying bad things you know about people in general he's just, what's it called like an equal opportunity offender like he kind of pokes it yeah everyone.
0: but I mean no I mean if you you haven't seen the closer I
1: have not no he
0: rails on trans people
1: well that's not cool I mean
0: but he, but he's doing it in a way. It's it's hard to explain without that's watching. That's not it.
1: cool. I mean, like I understand that it's comedy. I understand that it's art. I don't know. I and the I think the I think the overarching message is that we're looking for a society at this point that's more inclusive. That's, I mean, there's a whole lot of vernacular even in the neurodivergent communities that's like. Um, falling away and that has been changed and because we're improving more and more of our understandings of these things and so then less and less is funny maybe that's the point is that you know the more clarity we get on understanding it the less of it's funny like just even saying something like high high functioning there's been um eliminate or it's the thing is you guys you got to remember like there's no memo that goes out to every single person on the planet and if there was not everyone would read it so just because there's a movement to start removing the words high functioning doesn't mean everyone's going to get the memo at the same time so be gentle when you autocorrect people but i agree with it that high functioning is not should not be part of Wait,
0: what's this when i didn't hear this i didn't get this memo
1: yeah so you know in the in the past you know when even when you were diagnosed um your doctor called you high-functioning. Yes. And I and I was upset about that. I was like, okay, but you're saying he's high-functioning because he has the ability to hold a job and stay in a relationship and have a family, but that doesn't mean that on every day he high-functions because you didn't. Like, you had days where you had low functionality, but you had this title of high-functionality which gave this inappropriate assumption that you only struggled a little bit. Of every day, And that's just not true. So there's, um, we don't, we don't refer to autism in terms of high functioning anymore.
0: Now, what do they call it?
1: It's just autism spectrum disorder. And so, and then that, you know, there are the levels. Okay. But again, I, there's not every single doctor uses the levels either. So, um, Asperger's is no longer, you know, being used pervasive. Disorders no longer being these are all because everything is evolutionary. Every single thing gets better. So it's
0: someone got butthurt about it, and then now like they just well, keep changing everything.
1: We are changing it because what more and more, just like what you said with Chappelle, that more than we need more voices out there, more adults, just like yourself, who have been suffering for all these years, are now understanding that you're neurodivergent, understanding that you're autistic, and you are lending your voice and your experiences to the betterment of the growth of society. And so it's, I think it's correct. The way we're going about it is can be a little harsh, like, Hey guys, we don't use high functioning anymore. Like, and kind of shaming other people for it. And I don't agree with that because like I said, not everyone gets the same memo on the same day and it doesn't even go around the communities equally. So you've just got to remember it's, we're slowly, you know, changing things as we all improve, but There is no such thing as high-functioning because everyone has high-functioning and low-functioning days and it shouldn't be part of a diagnosis.
0: I disagree. I want to be (laughs) high-functioning.
1: But there are days you don't.
0: There are days I don't want to be high-functioning? No,
1: there's days you don't high-function. There's days you just barely function.
0: Okay. How do you know?
1: Because I talk to you every day. Did you know that uh, Dan Aykroyd was uh, diagnosed with Asperger's. Well, back then it was Asperger's, but autism in the 80s. Okay. You talk about uh, comedians, so it made me think of Dan Aykroyd. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that.
1: He says it helped. He says that being on the spectrum helped him make Ghostbusters and the Coneheads because he could bring in that real kind of stoic persona to those characters.
0: Okay. Okay. I did not realize that he was uh, an Aspie.
1: Yeah, diagnosed in the eighties.
0: Right on. Good for him.
1: So So I know.
0: guess we can't say he's high functioning.
1: Everyone is autis is aut English. Everyone's autistic. Everyone's autistic. Especially Rochelle. <laughs> I'm I'm uh sleep deprived. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot of things this week.
0: <laughs> All right. Um I'd say uh yeah, I think we, we covered just a couple of things this week, but we'll we'll I get into we, the- I think
1: we covered big things.
0: Some more meat next week.
1: Yeah, actually, there um, certain types of meat are, um, they can be healthy brain food.
0: That's not what I meant.
1: Oh, I'm being too literal?
0: You're being too literal. Oh. I don't like that.
1: I was taking it back to my book.
0: Uh-oh. By Dr. Drew Ramsey, MD. Mm-hmm. Got a picture of an avocado on the front.
1: It does. And chocolate, which I'm super intrigued and by. And it's
0: fornicating with a bar of chocolate. What? Yep. Okay. It's a chocolate it's a chocolato. <laughs> which is an avocado chocolate baby. There you go. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm tired. All right. Um I'm Blake. And I'm Rochelle. <laughs> and we'll be back.